breast cancer like breast awareness. cancer awareness or when I don't even know if it's a month, but you know, breast cancer awareness is like what? It always is yeah. for DeVoe. All the time. Yeah. That and That's yawning. Right. <laughs> well, we're still alive, everybody, just in case uh the few of the proud were wondering, and we're back for the first time in what a month? It's close to a month. It's so sad. But that's what happens when you have so much action every single night. Welcome back to the ACC Basketball Degenerates Podcast. This is March, ladies and gentlemen, and we're here for it. I'm your host, Luke Neer. Taylor Bilkington joining me from afar, and so is Vegas Mike Jaffe. Who, Hello. Have you been in the bunker, Mike? Yeah, Yeah, man. Look, dude, nobody loves March more than me, man. I'm excited. I like to think we took a hiatus one to mourn. I I just think that we we had to take a break because we did not want to acknowledge Duke's rise and now they've fallen again, which is great. And we also did not want to acknowledge UVA kind of falling apart for that period of time. And now they're like kind of steadied back in there. Uh, So luckily we just blacked all that out. They're not steady. So (laughs) don't try to do that. I know what you're doing. And I'm not going to stand for it. We're going to talk about the ACC tournament, which is the best week of the entire year. It's my favorite sporting event in all sports. I've decided that it's better than the first weekend of the NCAA tournament. That's my conclusion. So we're going to go into seating. You know, it's really bad that I am in this industry and I've had no mental fortitude to try to figure out any kind of tiebreaker or any kind of winning percentage or who is seated where. I'm just going to wake up on Saturday night or Sunday morning and, and just see where the seats fall. That's my plan. Is that okay with you guys? Yeah, that sounds good to me. I mean, when when is the tournament and where is it? I mean, it's what, in Greensboro. It's at the Coliseum. Oh, it's still in Greensboro. I didn't try to get well, credential this year because I just figured, you know, come on. Like, yeah, the, yeah. No, I, I would have appreciated a press pass. You know, really? I'm. I'm oh yeah, man. I would have. I would have definitely go. gone. For sure. In non times where we're uh, waving at each other from fifty feet away, you know. At the scores table, or you guys would probably be—I don't know—seventy-fifth row at the Coliseum. I might be able to get you that. Would that be good enough? Okay, we get a lot of business to get to. Taylor actually has done his homework, and he actually has a rough draft of what seating could look like. So, cheers to you! Thanks for doing my job for me. I'm going to use this information, Taylor. I'm going to use oh, it. Oh yeah. Too. I mean, I can copy and paste off a website with the best of them. We're going to talk about who's rising, who's fading. I had something prepared about, did you guys know that Clemson was on a five-game winning streak until tonight happened? We're recording this on Wednesday, and they just lost to Syracuse. So that take is out the window. It lasted for about, I don't know, I came to this realization at the beginning of the week, and then we didn't record, so that's out the window. What else can we talk about? We could talk about Syracuse because... Yeah, let's talk about Syracuse. They are, guess what? Home court advantage is a real thing, guys. Can we speak on this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we speak on this? Especially at the Carrier Dome, man. I mean, you don't just waltz in there and shoot the lights out. Come on. Why didn't we figure this out, Taylor, at the beginning of the year, that the Dome was a fortress? I guess the Pitt game threw us off the scent, but that was was like months and months. That was like a December game, wasn't it? The Pitt game at Syracuse where they blew the 16-point lead. Other fortresses of note, uh, the Carolina Fortress, unless you're playing a Big East doo-doo team like Marquette, that's a fortress. Undefeated at the Smith Center, at the Ding Dong. Well, Well... I mean, I don't know if we didn't realize it, but I have no data to back this up. Totally anecdotal. But my feeling is that true home court advantage has really only started to come back a little bit near the, you know, this back half of the season as they've started letting in a few more fans and like the season has felt like a little more true, um, 
you know, like a true actual regular, you know, pre-COVID situation. Like, but Syracuse is a great example because every single loss they have is an away game except for that game you just mentioned, which was at the very beginning of January where they lost to Pitt at home. But every other loss is an away game. So, I mean, that's a they're a different team at home. It used to be so I, good I on the road. That, it used to be good on the road. We used to have those games where they'd take out Zion at Cameron or the crazy right. trip to what's well, another dungeon? What's another difficult spot to play? <laughs> well, you get Virginia Tech, man. You can't you can't uh the ultimate dungeon, man. Oh. They don't even have LED in Virginia Tech. Are they trying to say you power know? right now? Virginia Tech? They just don't want to play because the power bill is too high? What is it? I don't know. They don't have any lanterns <laughs> well, left. They don't have any candles left to light this building. So they're like, you know what? We're good. We're gonna pass on every other game. We're in the NCAA tournament, so let's just stay there. No, yeah, exactly, exactly. Can, Virginia Tech isn't going to improve anything by playing. They're better off just like kind of waiting and waiting for everybody else to keep losing. All right, Tay Tay, do you want to hear I would, what Virginia Tech accomplished this year? Because I think we need to write a novel. You need to write a novel about it, or at least edit a novel that I write <laughs> gibberish on. They somehow got into Wake Forest games, right? They got into Miami games, correct? Mm-hmm. They got in Notre Dame yes. a couple times when Notre Dame was not Notre Dame. Correct? Yep. They somehow avoided two Florida State games. Right? Yep. They avoided yep. a trip to Charlottesville. They avoided North Carolina altogether. And that's my case. And they and got they rid played of the Duke. They Duke played at Duke home. at home. And yeah, they got one, rid of the Louisville Duke game. Duke at home, yeah. They got rid of the last Louisville game. Not that Louisville is anything special. They're the weirdest team. I want Mike to do a, a deep dive on them <laughs> for me because I know he's been watching every minute. But what do you think about that, guys? Uh, just, well, I mean... I go ahead, Taylor. Go ahead. I think just so to set the stage here, if my projected double buys kind of looks like in the ACC tournament, Florida State, UVA, Virginia Tech, and Louisville, assuming Virginia Tech plays, I'm not convinced they will play. I think they might still not play in the ACC tournament because of COVID. But it makes me feel really sad for like Georgia Tech, who has won more games than both uh, Louisville and Virginia Tech, but they've played like they played what? I don't know, four or five more games than Virginia Tech total, maybe more than that. And um, and they just have more losses. And so, like, the greater loss number goes to it. But they're way more deserving than Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech, like you said, didn't – had kind of the easiest part of the schedule, uh, played more – those some of those tougher games are ones you expected to be. They played at home. I, I think daily of Luke talking about the chain nets and Castle Coliseum, um, which I'm kind of embarrassed to admit, but it makes me laugh. And, yeah, I mean – I think Georgia Tech deserves, you know, deserve has got nothing to do with it, but I think that Georgia Tech deserves a double buy more than both Virginia Tech and Louisville, for sure, in my mind. Michael, you're stewing yeah. over there. Yeah, I'm I'm stewing just because I'm just thinking about, you know, how, all, you know, I actually think the best teams in the ACC are probably like Georgia Tech and Virginia Tech right now. You know, I mean, I'm sure Florida State's a great team, but I actually like both of those teams a lot. And I'm just thinking like I'm looking at, you know, their guard play for Virginia Tech. And I'm just thinking about when Jara 
Jara left the team. He said that he didn't want to participate anymore because of uh, COVID. You know, I thought he was a critical kind of backcourt sub for them. And then Jalen Cohn came in and he was playing really well. And then he got injured, right? He got injured like in the beginning of February. And mysteriously, they haven't really played since then. You know, they, they played like Wake oh, Forest once. They, they beat Wake Forest by 40. So, you know, I don't know. I think it's some convenient scheduling for Mike Young here. Me to, meanwhile, Passner out here, you know, fighting off zombies with his uh, face shield. He's on the front like, lines. <laughs> yeah, He's I mean, on the front lines. The man, the man is on your, the front lines is exactly the best way to put it. You know, I mean, I, I, he's just like, he's wearing a windshield and he's out there just slaughtering ACC Goliaths. I mean, you know, he's so deserving. <laughs> I mean, we talked about this on our text over text, you know, off air uh yesterday but i really think has anybody come more for full circle in their like the media's estimation of them than josh passner like in his entire career i think of him back in the day at memphis he was kind of like the young young wonderkind getting all the hot recruits and then it was like oh he's terrible he can't turn anything good then he went to georgia tech and everybody kind of was like he's terrible and he sucks and whatever and then he kind of is the only person to ever come out of a, a scandal in college basketball cleaner than he than he went in even as these couple in arizona is like blackmailing him and stuff and now he's like the darling of the acc again like, i love him <laughs> i love josh Pastner too he's amazing i mean he's a fighter so, <laughs> I mean, what what a feel good story. <laughs> Let's make a movie about him. I like how the sideburns are growing though, and and oh, other, dude, other everything is growing. Is growing. Too. Yeah, <laughs> except the uh, the beard never happened, which I, I fully support. Oh man, he he's like that kid from Goonies, you know, like hey, you guys, you know. Or I guess maybe that was the the villain or whatever, the one I did, uh, whatever. You know, you get it. He's got the same hair, chunk. He's chunk, yes. but fitter. No, he's, he's he's a fitter version of chunk. He's like, um, hey, you guys, we need eleven teams from the ACC in the tournament or ten. You know, we got Hall of Fame coaches and we got future Hall of Famers. Yeah, wink, wink, look in the mirror. Me, <laughs> duh. <laughs> No, Georgia Tech, uh, they, they did well against Duke, and um, they deserved to win, I think, both of the games, and they really blew yeah. the first one, unfortunately, because Alvarado in crunch time. I know everybody loves Alvarado. It's the year, and how many times have you heard from an opposing fan base, he's my favorite ACC right. player, not on my team. Right. He shot one of the worst air balls in the final possession and gave Duke six seconds to win that game. And he also had one of the worst turnovers you could see in Durham when I think it was a tie game to lose that one in crunch time. Thankfully they survived somehow. And they also survived. We were talking about this in the intro. I don't know if anybody picked up on it. Gabe DeVoe. Michael DeVoe. Yeah, Michael Michael DeVoe. Why do I always say that? I'm stuck in Clemson. Clemson, baby. Those Tigers. That stink stink doesn't wear off. (laughs) Can I claim victory on Michael DeVoe? Yeah, man. Can I claim can. victory? He's, Thank oh, you. So bad. Did you see Moses Wright like lay into him like uh, with it was like thirty seconds left in the game or something? Maybe it's an overtime, and he just like yelled at Michael Michael Devoe like, "What the hell are you doing?" <laughs> you know, and Michael Devoe just gives him that face like, "Oh, what are we playing?" Yeah, like he, I haven't been paying attention. Critical What's possession. <laughs> air balls a three. Somehow, I don't know. Moses gets the rebound. Somebody gets the rebound. Kicks it back out to Devoe. Fresh shot clock. Well, no, not a fresh shot clock, but and it wasn't that far down. No thought. Jack's another one, and it might have hit backboard. I, I can't remember. It's lost in my memory, but 
Goodness gracious, surviving that man is incredible for Georgia Tech. Imagine if he didn't play on the team. They might be not the last four out, but they might be a 10 seed at this point. They've tried really hard to to hand back some games that they were, you know, con- confidently ahead in near the end of games. Um, the Clemson UNC game. one being a great example. Yeah, Clemson yeah. was Clemson was another good one. Yeah, um, but you know they beat Miami. You know, beat them by they covered against Miami. Not any team can do that. Okay, they torched so, Virginia Tech too. I I don't know with a year like this. I feel like everybody that's not in the top ten is shaky. I feel like they could be a Sweet Sixteen team just as easily as Ooh. you know Ohio State. You know. Okay, Taylor, what do we want to talk about? The seating or yeah, who's rising, who's fading? Can we say George Tech is rising or fading? I, I I suppose rising after a win, but they're sort of you know win loss win loss. That's sort of their trajectory at this point. They're they're floating like a luxury early twentieth century you know Atlantic crossing zeppelin. <laughs> Georgia Tech is the trustable Louisville. They're the no, trustable I think they're, Louisville they're closer to that. They're like that plane in Dunkirk that uh, doesn't have an engine, you know, just like <laughs> crashes on the beach you know, eventually. Uh, the yeah, plane. I'm sorry. What'd you say? Right, let, me, plane. let me let me read you the after those double buys, FSU, UVA, Virginia Tech, Louisville, the single buys probably be Georgia Tech number five. Clemson, number six, they own a tiebreaker over UNC, who'd be number seven, Syracuse, and Duke as your eight and nine, rounding out the, you know, single by teams. So it could be really interesting. You could get like an eight, nine game of Syracuse, Duke, uh, and the winner playing Florida State, who's kind of like, you know, to your point, Luke, I think Florida State's kind of like reeling right now. They haven't seen themselves recently. So yeah, I don't know um, about that. I think all those teams in the top four that are going to get double buys, Florida State, Virginia, Virginia Tech, and Louisville, I feel really shaky about all those teams. What are you going to say when Florida weird... State has the banner? What happens when they win the ACC tournament? <laughs> yeah, are you saying it's going to replace the other one that says, what, like ranked number four at the end of the year or whatever it was? Yeah, didn't they hang one in like Florida State that just says like, you know, end of season ranked number four? <laughs> That's just what it says like for 2020. Yeah, I know. Well, they did get the uh, tournament trophy last year. They just sort of walked to mid-floor and claimed it. Who's fading? Yeah. Oh, there's only one team who's fading. It's the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. It was fun for a while. Oh, we, we rode them and then we uh, got off. We left. We left the pirate ship. We jumped off the plank faster than the dolphins could swim and catch us. So, yeah, that that's been a colossal collapse over there for Mike Bray and company. They've been immediately replaced in my heart by Syracuse, who's become the new line of the ACC, where it's no longer embarrassing to lose to Syracuse. They've been great recently um, in making. I think you see. You, I'm telling you, this is like a Bayheim year, right? Classic. Are they going to get in? Like, are they going to be one of yeah. those last teams in? And then they make the Sweet 16, and they everybody can... on the fandom hates us because we never talked about them all year. I know. <laughs> Contemplate everything that's gone around for Syracuse this year. The two players who we thought were going to be at the forefront have been two of their worst players. I'm talking about Buddy, and I'm also talking about Joe Girard. Right. Gerard in particular. I mean, unfair to say that Buddy has been like terrible. He's shooting 35% for three. That's not good enough. It, it may not be good enough for what they want, but he's still their, one of their best options from three. I mean, he's still one of their best offensive so, options. The case for Syracuse in the, uh, the ACC tournament, maybe they get home vibes from the Coliseum. They got them last year when they torched North Carolina. So they're not on the road. Right. 
they can get comfortable in the Coliseum, win a couple games. That has to be the team, right? To make a run that's not in the top yeah. four and to yeah, steal definitely. a seed from some other mid-major who's going to lose. Well, I mean, I don't want to mourn Wright State yet. That's going to come later in the podcast. But oh, I'm looking at so Syracuse. I, I loved them at the beginning of the year, and they let me down. But I figured out too late that they were the home team this year, along with Carolina, and there's no games left to play. So, I mean, we can't use that information to our advantage. But maybe they feel at home in Greensboro. That's my case. And that would be the ultimate oxymoron because of Jim Beheim trashing Greensboro right when they joined the ACC. It would be poetic justice for them to win there and not Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. Oh. Good point. Would, yeah, he he hated Greensboro. I remember that. That was terrible. You can't come in and disrespect Greensboro if you're an ACC coach. I mean, come on, man. I mean, you can't de- you can't do both. You can't defend K and then also you know shit on Greensboro. It's just not fair. You have to <laughs> choose a side. How old school ACC do you want to be? You know, uh, it's not fair. Luke, I would say that. One, I have been beating this drum all year, and I'm sure, you know, as you would say, the Syracuse fan boards, message boards, some of the best in the biz here don't appreciate this, but Joe Girard has always sucked, and anyone who expected (laughs) him to be good is wrong. I mean, it just is what it is. He's a high-volume, low-percentage guy. I'm not giving up on him. I'm not giving up. But any... I mean, as long as he doesn't shoot that much, he w- is good for them. But he just needs to rein in, like, the bad shots where he's shooting from the logo. Um, and then I would say, like, if you ask the Syracuse fan base, they expected more out of Alan Griffin, who's been good. But, like, the real surprise has been Garrier, right? He's their best offensive player. Garrier is great. And, I mean, I, I they're just too – they have those stretches where, like, Bayheim starts to hit and they move the ball around and pass and – you know, and get open looks. And then they have stretches where the offense is just like somebody dribbles the ball for 18 seconds and then they jack up a terrible shot. And then they, that's the games where like they other team goes on like 15 0 runs. Um, so I, all this is to say, I don't even know if they're going to, I, I'm not completely sold on them yet as like the hottest team in the ACC. I have the question yeah, of here's, the year. Here's I, hoping. Here's hoping. I have the question of the year for our podcast. And it just came to me. I didn't prepare this at all. How good would Syracuse be if they didn't play a zone? Boom. <laughs> Stu- I, look, I just froze both of you. You're both frozen. They're 90th <laughs> in Ken Bob in defense. They're 90th. They're 29th in offense. Yeah. It's wild. It's, uh, it's very un-Syracuse-like, right? Yeah, I mean, this was supposed to be the fun Syracuse team, you know, the one that ran up and down the floor. And, I mean, Beheim's been better recently. You know, he has hit five threes or more in the past, what, three out of the past five games. So he's finding his stroke a little bit. But I don't know. I've seen that zone D kind of locked in. I saw it kind of snap into form against Notre Dame where they were down. I think they were down 20 at one point because I had Notre Dame, of course, at that point. Um, it was a Saturday. I remember I was I was joyous. It was like 1130 in the <laughs> afternoon, 1230 in the afternoon. I was feeling quite good. You know, I was I was hugging family members. I was like, oh, Notre Dame cruising. And then that I saw that two, three zone lock in and snapped into form and absolutely shut Notre Dame down for the last 10 minutes of that game game completely swung and they ended up winning by like 10 you know which was and that was the beginning of Notre Dame's down, downfall as well they're like oh you know everything changed after that um I mean, so I, I don't know I mean you know 
defensively they are what they are. Uh, it would be great to see them not play zone. I'm looking forward to the post, uh, you know, Jim Beheim era. I, I think that it could be fun for Syracuse. I mean, the they the zone has had its moments. It's definitely you can't help but like yeah, in the nineties and the two thousands. Oh, This this is so like you know hindsight, whatever, whatever. But you can't imagine, right? Would it be different if like. Sidibe was the guy in the middle of your zone and not like Dolajai as like, you know, your, you know, center in the middle of the zone. Very, very different. Hey, um, hey, hey, they're hitting. top 20 in the country in block rate. Okay. They, they, they protect the rim to a certain degree. They're just not, they don't cover the perimeter, you know, whatsoever. That's the problem with the zone is that it's always going to have those same issues. You know, like Virginia can pick it apart and you can lose by 20 or 30, you know, just by running very simple plays that, you know, can get to certain spots. Everybody can get to whatever spot they want when you're playing a zone. And yeah, I think that's kind of the problem. It's, they still know? force turnovers. They're still forcing turnovers at a pretty good rate. Okay. Luke, go ahead. Let's go worst matchups for our sleepers. Syracuse worst matchup, Virginia. Ideal matchup, maybe North Carolina. I think they figured him out. Just get yeah. the hands in the lane. Don't let them feed the post and let – the bricks fly. That's what they did at the Dome. <laughs> it should have been a, a wider margin of victory in the last North Carolina game, but whatever. So I like that. And also just draw on that Greensboro energy from last year. You know, Cole Anthony um, just got snuffed out. That's mm-hmm. one. Bad matchups for Georgia Tech or good matchups for Georgia Tech. Anybody there? Anybody they play is that fair enough? Can we just move on from there? We talked so much. Georgia Tech. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think Georgia Tech could cover against anyone. So yeah, I mean, I I think anybody they play is a good matchup. Or Mike Devoe could shoot them uh, out of a game against anybody. Duke, good matchups, bad matchups, because everybody's going to be looking at them as the team of the ACC tournament. I'm waiting for it. It's coming. Just wait for yeah, it. They did. Those refs did everything they could to try to give that Duke game to the Georgia Tech game to the Duke. I tell you, man, that was. I don't know the the last Matthew Hurd foul was really bad, so I'm going to counter was you it? on that. It oh, was okay. awful. He should have right. been in that overtime for sure, and he should have been in crunch time. He left with about four or five minutes to play. It was mm-hmm. an atrocious call, but I benefited from it, so whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, that's what I, matters. I think the North Carolina game, I think you're going to see North Carolina absolutely stomp on uh, Duke's face here. Um, I think they win by 20. I think they, they got no size. I mean, I guess, what is it, Williams or whatever for Williams Duke that's good. come in recently? What's wrong with Williams? I mean, he's he got plenty of size. He doesn't miss. He, he, no, he, he's, he's all right, but I just. I, he's all right. He shot like nine for 10 last game. Yeah, he's not, been good. There's not He's enough really of him. Good. There's not enough of him, though. I mean, who's there are two bigs for North Carolina, and one of them, you know, Matthew Hurt isn't going to be able to guard. I mean, there's four bigs now. for Carolina. What are you talking about? Well, I'm are, talking are about we just not going to count Garrison Brooks. Time. Let's just not count him, okay? He doesn't count anymore as a big. He's something else. Who, who Matthew Hurt? No, Garrison Brooks. We're not going to count him as a big anymore. You said Carolina <laughs> oh, had two bigs. They have no, four. No, no, no. Well, can we talk? Can we talk then about the real phenom of the ACC in one move? I tell you, Walker Stop Walker it. Kessler I, made me a believer. I, <laughs> have you ever seen a North Carolina big put it on the floor? Have you ever seen a North Carolina big put it on the floor? That pump fake from three and then drive to a, what ended up being an awkward kind of right-hand layup on the left side of the rim. I had never seen a North Carolina big put it on the floor before, and 
something in me changed. There was a tide that moved within me. And, you know, I just think anything is possible now. You know, him and uh, Dayron Sharp, I mean, you know, Baycock can do whatever he wants. You know, uh, Brooks can be there if he wants to be. <laughs> uh, but those two, man, I feel like they're sweet music together. So I'm not going to make a- fun of his facial expressions, but <laughs> because I'm in a good mood. <laughs> so I'll leave it there, Taylor. I mean, I think the thing is that like you're forgetting about the other half of Carolina's team, which is that they cannot shoot. Like, <laughs> like Luke was saying, like it's one of those games where you just like let them shoot, you know, the ultimate slap in the face. Like, Hey, we want you to shoot from three. Right. I would be so happy if I were anybody Duke, whatever. And all UNC did was just have those guys jack threes. Cause they're terrible at it. So Duke's offense has looked super good, um, like just super, really cohesive. Uh, Williams has been good. Of course, Hurt has like been shooting the lights out. And I just like them kind of balanced and getting points from everywhere. So I, I like them against UNC in this game, um, even well, even on the road, which I think UNC has been good on the road. So I like Duke there. No, no, that's great. I mean, it's it's good to hear you just be wrong for 30 seconds in a row. That's really good to hear. Somebody cut that clip and then post it up to the Twitter look, once, uh, once look, it was my turn. <laughs> Luke knows me too well because in our text message, I feel like he's always doing messages where like, uh, Taylor, you're just waiting for these like big blue blood teams to come back. And there is a part of me that's like, I want to see Kentucky and Duke and UNC and, you know, all Michigan these guys. State. And Michigan State in oh, the tournament, you know, and I want to see UCLA in the tournament. They're going to be in the tournament, but I want to say all that, you know, and it's true. I do. But like, would you be happy to see Duke as like a low seed or, you know, Kentucky coming in to play? You know, I don't think you would. So I'm, I'm on all those teams right now. Okay. Briefly, but- Taylor, <laughs> good matchup, bad matchup for your NC State Wolfpack. The one thing they do have in their favor, I have to say this, is that they might have. 25,000 fans in the arena. They might find a way in. It's possible. <laughs> They've been pent up. They know that they can attack the Blue Bloods. They know that they can get a win over North Carolina or Duke in a tournament game. So they might just find, they might storm the ACC uh, headquarters first and get credentials and then they'll find their way into the Coliseum. But tell me about NC State. Good matchup, bad matchup. Taylor, you get this one. I'll throw another one to Mike. Which we don't need to talk about, but Mike might go on for an hour about it. So I have to give him at least um, a five-minute window on a certain team I want to talk about. All right. I, I mean, I think Syracuse is a bad matchup for them. Like Syracuse beat them twice this season, kind of has their number. Isn't the the defense doesn't seem to bother them? Uh, good matchup. Nobody outside of the the lower level teams. Like any hey. Virginia. Uh, I mean, yeah, Virginia. it's the truth. You know, Virginia, maybe. Yeah, I'm not willing to say it to rest on that one game and say it's a good match. Well, the first game um, they were competitive. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe I mean, if if Virginia could like get anything going with anybody besides Sam Hauser, that's unfair. I'm sure as you will tell me all the time, maybe it'd be different. But yeah, so maybe Virginia slash, you know, a depleted pit team. I'd love to see him play them. Well, speak of the devil. It will appear. Mike, oh, no. Mike, this is yours. <laughs> yeah, the Pitt Panthers. Who are they going to well, beat? Look, Who are they going to lose 2 by 20 in the ACC tournament? Let's talk about it. Yeah, well, there's only one of us that holds a Pitt Panthers futures ticket <laughs> right now. 
<laughs> one of us holds a 150 to one Pitt Panthers to win the ACC tournament. And I tell you at the time, you know, they just come off of a win against Duke. And I thought that, you know, man, you know, these DraftKings guys really need to adjust their odds. Um, little did I know they would lose like nine of 10. Um, <laughs> I would say, I would say maybe a, a good matchup for them. I mean, look, they beat Syracuse twice already this year. So, you know, I feel like teams can get hot against Syracuse. You know, I feel like anytime Champagny can operate in that mid-range, you know, I feel like, you know, they can score some points. They can get in front of people. I would say, you know, a bad matchup for them right now apparently is the transfer market, um, the open field, if you will. Um, I think think that's probably – I mean, I don't know what what Capel's doing there. you know, I, I, I did hear, uh, I guess, Titus and Tate talking about, you know, that this was like some type of subterfuge to get back to uh, to become Coach K's uh, successor, you know. So, um, you know, I kind of like that. I thought that was funny. But, you know, I thought this pit team was good. Um, it turns out that they're not. So uh, all, all I'm hearing all I'm hearing from that, Mike, is that uh, Xavier Johnson is sponsored by DraftKings. Because somebody, there's somebody in a DraftKings boardroom right now being like, this guy, Mike, this yeah. guy, Vegas, so-called Vegas Mike has this pit future. We can't let him yeah, 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 exactly. Look, you don't get to be the point guard of an ACC team and have a negative uh, assist to turnover ratio. You know, I mean, I mean, Xavier Johnson used to turn it over like seven times a game. So, you know, I, I don't think they're worse off without him. We'll okay, see, look, Here, here's look, a question. All right. Unless we want to talk more about Pitt, do we really need to? Oh, please, no. Please, no. no. I'll just say I miss 2019. The golden years of Xavier Johnson. He was, a, he was a freshman. Things were happening. The world was wide open and new. A beautiful dream laid out in front of us. I thought he was going to be the next coming of somebody. I don't know. I somebody. thought he was going to be the first and only Xavier Johnson. Well, that was I our was golden wrong. year in the ACC. We had three one seeds. I try to remind all these Big Ten punks about it every single uh time they'd chirp at me but whatever uh here's a question for me i'm on a journey and i've been on a real meandering <laughs> walk trek ride I know that. with I know uh, that I, i've got I one of that. the you know the little donkeys who rides you near the cliff on you know those hikes that you can do yeah, yeah like the yeah. grand canyon you can take a donkey to the bottom of the grand canyon. and you know who i'm going I've- with i'm been going ridden with by many a donkey clemson they're the donkey taking me to the edge and I was so high on him at the beginning of the year, and I took a victory lap, and then I just um, stopped mentioning that I was on Clemson at the beginning of the year when they started losing games by 20 points rapidly. <laughs> you and then you all filed of a sudden, papers. You filed papers. You went you went Kim K on them. You put, you put divorce papers in. And now I'm back. About to say. You know, they didn't go final, those papers. <laughs> and they just lost tonight. I don't care. Whatever. So give me the case for Clemson, Mike. Give me the case against Clemson, Taylor. This is, you know, just bizarro land for both of you because Taylor is probably about to tell me how much he loves Brownell and how he should be coach of the year. And Mike's probably trying to tell me how, what are you doing, Luke? So, Mike, you're going to have to be positive. Give me the case for Clemson, Taylor. The case Uh, against Clemson. We'll start with Michael. 
All right. Well, I mean, the case the case for Clemson is pretty clear, I guess. Right? They have they have dominant defensive performances from their guards, right? So they have the ability to shut down some of the best college, some of the best players on college basketball teams, the the people that you most rely on. Um, you know, so that's the case for them. And Nick Honor has still been great for them, and Amir Sims is a terrific leader. Um, unfortunately, you're still coached by Brad Brownell, but I digress to taylor so go ahead taylor <laughs> you know i don't see anything wrong with brownell to make luke's uh prediction come true here somewhere there's a noah Baumbach movie waiting to be uh made about luke and clemson that's a that's a deep cut for you i love all Thank those you. movies about divorce and you know sad looks pensive looks in a, in an la studio apartment anyways um yeah the, the problem is there their offense is non-existent and they can't shoot the ball and I say this about every team that's bad. But, like, that's what it is. That's the problem, right? They they get the majority of their points, 37% of their points on total, come from three-point shots, made three-point shots, which is 43rd in the country. And their three-point percentage, the clip at which they actually make them, is uh, 33%, which is good for 202nd in the country, which is not good. I will spell it out for you. So they are <laughs> depending on bad shooting for the majority of their shots, which is just a, a recipe for disaster. Yeah, um, right, right. Which is and, weird because normally you'd see that then offset by offensive rebounding. Like, oh, well, they take a bunch and they miss a bunch, and so they get a bunch of boards. They're also 204th in the country in offensive rebounding. Yes. Uh, but, the, but the weird part is, but they can beat – Purdue in Maryland in Alabama because of those strong defensive guards. You know, if you're if you're guard reliant like those teams are, um, you can match up. You know, but I, I mean, think you run into a Big Ten team with a with a big that you work through. Uh, Clemson's toast. Their defense is fantastic, and it's like it's kind of like the thing people used to say about the old Virginia teams, right? Like the defense will keep them competitive at a certain level, and then any offense they can get is just like a bonus. And they they force turnovers at a pretty high clip, so they get like a lot of you know offense from defense. I love Nick Honor, you know, fantastic on defense too. Just active hands, great. Uh, but yeah, the they like get him in the half court offense and make him run a set, and they can't do it. Okay, let's talk about. All right, Luke, how was that? Does that does that give you what you need to make your decision on Clemson on how you feel going forward? No, I learned nothing in the last five minutes of chatter, so I'm, I'm just going to move on to the next uh, topic, which is potential finals matchups and trying to make a pick. So here's how I'm doing it. I'm picking Florida State to win the ACC tournament. So I'm not going out on a limb just because stop it. I, I've already looked dumb enough on some of my preseason predictions, although I think I did get pretty close on the top four. Pretty close. I so, would say in the last pod you had Florida State, Virginia, North Carolina and Georgia Tech is your top four. That's the last one I remember from you. Um, no, I was expecting Virginia not- Tech to play games, though. They didn't do it. I'm really mad yeah. at them. I'm still mad at them. So if I have Florida State on one side, that means Virginia's on the other side. So I have to either believe in Virginia to win two games to get to the finals, or I'm going with Syracuse and praying that they're not on Florida State's side to get to the finals. That's where I stand right now. So what do I do? I don't do know. I do? It's hard to take. It's hard to believe in this Virginia team right now. It is. Just, it really is. I. It's tough. 
I just Georgia Tech is going to lose. Right they're either going to blow out their opponent in round one and everybody's going to jump on them, then they're going to get smacked, or they're just going to lose immediately. Nobody else is really going to threaten besides from the, the teams we've mentioned. I don't really want to talk about Wake Forest or Boston College. I don't want to really want to talk about Pitt anymore. We've already done that. I'm sorry, Mike, but Notre Dame, they're going nowhere. We will they're talk gone. about their final uh, game of the year. That's a little bit interesting against Florida State, see if they can get a cover there. So I'm down to these teams. We've talked about how Carolina has too many bad matchups and too many kryptonite teams, mainly Syracuse and Virginia, so I can't pick them. And the Duke dream is the only other option for me, but I can't do that. I have to stick to my guns and our narrative the entire year, which is fade Duke. The operation has gone fade very Duke. successfully. Fade Duke, maybe. Yeah, fade Duke. It's been great. <laughs> it's been great. <laughs> so those are my uh, options. So who do you guys have options for as far as the title team for the ACC tournament in Greensboro or the runner-up or who's going to stack up in the championship game? Mike, first. All right. Um, so, I mean, I guess if I'm going to take like a – Someone who I think can win. I mean, Florida State is by far and away the best team in the ACC right now. I mean, yeah, they have win. by far the most. They're they're going through some growing pains right now. Scotty Barnes got benched. Um, they're they're working things out. I'm I'm excited to see what Mike Young comes back with. You know, it's been a long time since Virginia Tech really played truly competitive basketball. I'm going to take out Wake Forest, but that Virginia Tech team was one of my favorite teams to watch earlier in the year. I think they're a systematic team. I think Kevin Aluma, I think has been, you know, first team all ACC in my book. You know, I think Elene and Cone, if he's back, I think they can do damage. So I like, I like Virginia Tech to make the championship game against Florida Well, it's too State bad because Matt, Mike Young doesn't have Google Maps and he forgot how to get to Greensboro, so they're not going to show up. They're going to play with their you chain dads by themselves. That's what's happening. You don't think they're going to show up? I don't know. I mean, has the last <laughs> week or two or four or five given you any hope about that? Anyway, Taylor, tell me about some teams who you could envision in the finals. Yeah, I mean, I kind of like – I like the idea of Virginia Tech. I'm more worried about the fact that they'll be coming off this COVID layoff, which this whole season has been like a great – every team coming off COVID layoff has just – tanked immediately or, or suffered for the last next couple yeah of i so saw I, I saw on uh jordan sperber's uh by the way i paid him 20 dollars so that you know, i could support him for his uh you know newsletter he said it's uh 39 percent um no no 36 percent of people coming off long covid pauses um do not cover um i think yeah. it's covered well um, worth so, well worth so, it plug for jordan sperber he's great and i would be I would have wasted a lot more money on gambling if it weren't for the fact that like I could depend on teams coming off COVID layoffs, not covering the spread. So <laughs> yeah. it's the only, that's the only insight I've had this entire season. Um, so I'm kind of like suspicious that I kind of sneakily like Louisville. We'll see this, their last game against Virginia. Oh, we haven't talked about Louisville. Game. Yeah. Yeah, we, we haven't. I, I kind of am. I mean, they've been kind of shaky, but they've won their last two games. Um, and that had that overtime win against Duke. So, can it's they give been a us while a heads since up they played, but I'm when they're gonna be shaky. Can they give us a heads up, please? Because I'd like to know. <laughs> yeah, I, It'd be really nice. I don't know. I I love that Chris Mack is making all these online videos to really ignite the UK Louisville rival rivalry again. I think every day about Guthrie and his irrational hatred for Chris Mack. Um but yeah, I kinda like Louisville here, especially if something wonky happens with Florida State in the top half of that bracket. And then I also kind of like uh, 
Um, Nobody else. Clemson a little bit. Oh, here. wow. Kind of like Clemson. I should have had yeah, you give the case for Clemson, not Mike. Just because if Virginia Tech comes back and they're the three seed, and assuming Clemson wins their first game, they would play Virginia Tech. And like, if you kind of buy that whole coming back off COVID, they could beat Virginia Tech off that week COVID pause and then move into the winner of the two, maybe seven seed, which would be Virginia or UNC or something. That's a good way for Clemson to kind of get into the final game. So I think that's maybe a sneaky pick there. Well, too. the problem with Virginia Tech is they're going to stack up on FSU's side. And once they beat FSU, they're just going to leave. They're going to leave for Blacksburg. They're going to say, we have uh, some contact tracing. Uh, so sorry, guys. That's why I can't take uh, Virginia Tech. Anyway, that's enough on the tournament. We're going to pick the Saturday games momentarily. But let's go outside of the conference. How about rising teams who are still somehow, some way under the radar? Can I lead off by just reeling off teams that I've enjoyed yes. really recently who yes. are not getting chatter on your mainstream media podcast, but that's why we're here. Arkansas from the SEC, boom. Purdue from the Big Ten. It's hard to get a team from the Big Ten who's not um, having their shoes licked by the media right now, but uh, Purdue's the only one for me, so I'm going to go with them. I also think that Kansas is rising, and they're not getting chatted up enough for the first time in my lifetime. And uh, San Diego State out on the West Coast. So those are my four. You guys go for it. All right, I got some here for you. Um, I mean, I guess UConn has been a team I've been behind quite a bit. No, oh, here I mean, we obviously go. Getting- Book, getting book night back. Here we go. <laughs> you know, I'm going to get a drink while Mike talks about UConn. For yeah, I mean minutes. UConn. God. UConn to me, I, I, I'm telling you, baby, this might be this might be a Final Four year for UConn. I mean, get your tickets early. UConn might be a Final Four team, and then you know, if, really, I just want to say something for everybody out there. If everybody who's listening could see our text message chain, we literally <laughs> wake up to a text message from Mike every single day, like. I, before I even wake up, I feel like it's like at 6 a.m. or something. Mike is like, today's pick, UConn. Like, that was the first one. I love UConn. Every day is a text about UConn. <laughs> They've been on a heater. They won by 11 again tonight, hopefully burying Seton Hall in the, the 69th spot, hopefully keeping them out of the tournament. Another one is – Yeah, you've actually- been sending a daily text since like November. So, yes, go on. <laughs> Another team which I still consider part of the ACC – Maryland is friggin' streaking right now. You talk about Big Ten teams that don't get any love. I mean, Maryland is on an absolute heater right now. I'm excited. I, I think they're going to close out very strong against Northwestern and Penn State to end the year. They've I think they've won five in a row. Some, it's absurd. Uh, yeah, five, six, you know, whatever it is, somewhere around there. I mean, they, six, they've yeah, been heating tonight. up. Um, you know, I, a team, you know, I'll say, you know, if you want like kind of an under the radar team, that's going to make an impact, whoever comes out of the Mac is going to make, is going to make a run in the NCAA tournament, whether it's Toledo, who I like the most or Buffalo, who a lot of people like, or Kent state, even, I think any of those teams, whoever comes out of the Mac, I think is going to make a significant impact in the NCAA tournament. Another, another team that I, I also like. See, you asked me about these. These are the teams I love. Okay, I mean, let's hear it. We could talk about Colorado State for a while if you want. I mean, Colorado State and what Nico Medved has done there after coming over from Drake, after coming over from Furman before that. I mean, I tell you. This Colorado State team is nasty. Uh, they split against San Diego State. Listen, I, I, mean, I cannot take them seriously after getting demolished by Boise State, after beating them handily the next day. I know it's a back-to-back, but I, any team who gets demolished by Boise State, I'm out on. 
I mean, they lost by eight. I mean, they lost by eight. It's that not was, that big that was a deal. very disappointing. I was involved. I, I'm that's just why. You, that's uh, Fort Collins, great city. I also like Colorado State. So right. th- those are my four. <laughs> it's Taylor's turn for his four, and I'm gonna outlaw him saying Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, because I already took them, and Michigan State. So you, you cannot use those teams, Taylor. I'm sorry. You're gonna really have to think about this. I know. Look at you. And I UCLA just completely threw Indiana. you off guard. Never yeah, mind. I threw you off guard. I've never seen Mike happier than when we went to a dispensary in Fort Collins. Awesome. <laughs> it was ama- it was like the Apple store. It was amazing. Uh, um, and me too. Me too. I was happy too. I, okay. So in the big 12, I love Oklahoma state and West Virginia. I'm assuming they're both going to be in the tournament. Those are not under the radar, but I, I will take either of those teams against anybody, no matter who it is. Ooh. And yeah, I love them against Anybody, if they're getting points, even better. It's the best thing in the world. I just, I, I love the way both those teams play. I love watching them. They're fun to root for for me. So I'm emotionally invested, and I and I want to be on those teams. Um, You've got two more in the Mount. Uh, oh, I got two more. Mm-hmm. Right, watch me reel off ten teams in the Mountain West. I love <laughs> all four of those top teams: San Diego State, Colorado State, Utah State, Boise State. They all deserve to be in the tournament. I hope they all four make it. They won't. Colorado State, Mike, is actually the one I like the least, just because, I don't know, style points, whatever. But love Utah State, Nemus Keita, whatever, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Pac-12, I like Oregon, as always. Every year I talk about Oregon. Just love the lockdown D. Oh, 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 hold up, Taylor. We, we said four teams, yeah. not four teams from each conference, okay? You're going to have to settle okay. down right now. All okay, right. and last one, in the West Coast, Everyone's on Gonzaga, but you know BYU could sneak in here. Okay, I like oh, the way they're playing. Goes. I like the way they're BYU playing. BYU is Fuego. BYU what year is, is this? Are we in 2019? <laughs> what, what year are we? Let, Look, let me give. Let me. Last let me give year's BYU team was a Final Four team. Changed my mind. You can't. This yeah. team is. This team is not as good. They're not as good at shooting. They're a lot more like interior scoring dependent. But uh, they don't have the scores. But still, I like BYU. Still, Mike's guys. Uh, like wailing around like a jumping bean for another <laughs> team. So I'm going to give him one more before yeah. we pick games. I just want to give you, I will give you one more. This is, I guess what, this is Wednesday night. I don't even know anymore. So people listen to this on Thursday on Sunday, circle it on your calendar. Memphis plays Houston. Memphis is one of the hottest teams in the country right now. I think right now they have what it takes to be a final four team, even though they look Goodness so lost God. sometimes offensively. Take take, <laughs> take the baby pennies. Take the baby pennies. Money line. Upset of Houston. They get on the national radar. Where's the game? Huge conversation piece. I, I think it's in Memphis, maybe. I actually well, it has to be because Houston doesn't lose at home. <laughs> yeah. Never. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ju- Gerard Gerard never loses there. Or not even Giroux, sorry, Giroux. Yeah, um, it's at Houston. Okay, well, yeah, Just stop really it. Like stop it. Okay. Your case is gone. They're not losing in that game. I, mean, I get one more. Memphis. They're losing. Going our <laughs> south. I love Ole Miss right now. Kind of rough. They have some high volume, low percentage guys. I always talk about that. Can't really shoot, but just the whole team is made out of, you know, college football tight ends and just a bunch of like, you know, Bear Bryant guys where he only recruits running backs and tight ends for his football team and just always play fast and hard. Uh, I I like watching them. So, yeah, I like Ole Miss too. Okay, Saturday Limes, it's time. That's how we're going to conclude the podcast. Beginning in the ACC, we've got – 
Hey guys, guys, wait, wait, wait. Before you start, oh my. can we can we appreciate it's March, right? Like, dude, you can feel it, right? This can is you March. Feel it? Like, you feel it, like it's fr- it's friggin' March. Like, you know, like you're sorry, Colorado State made its first appearance on the podcast. Memphis making appearance. <laughs> I mean, it's friggin' it's March, baby. You didn't Come even on. get to Wichita I, State either, so we're gonna hold that for yeah, now. What dude, Wichita State, man, they lost me a free bet I can't on believe one I of the did online promotion. I can't believe I brought them up. I am still bitter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so go ahead. Go so ahead. let's work out lines. Ken Palm lines. Florida State is playing Notre Dame. I don't really want to spend too much time on this one. Florida State is on the road. Beware, buyers. Beware, beware, beware. It appears it's, mm. if it's going to be a six-point spread. Is this a trap? I know that G-Unit 81, who's, I want to say, like, he's, he's a family member. He's a brother right now. Doesn't believe in traps, <laughs> and neither does my other good pal Mike Red, who I've been chatting with uh, recently on my show. He doesn't believe in traps either. So Notre Dame and Florida State. Let's say Florida State giving seven. I'm going to inflate it one point, gentlemen. Uh, what do we think? I mean, I thought it was going to be 19. Uh, yeah, I'll take Florida State. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's a trap because if it's a home game, it's probably a 19-point line. So, it's at Notre Dame. Yeah, maybe that's true. You know, but it's Notre Dame, so, you know, you, like, kind of take the points off or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, Florida State is going to – yeah. It would, be a, it. it would be a trap if Florida State had – I mean, sorry, it would be a trap if Notre Dame had not lost four in a row and was just looking really bad. So, yeah. I mean, give me Florida State too. I'm going with yeah, the Irish. All right, I'm doing good it for you. With way, uh, way to preserve it. Give me eight points, all right. Give me nine, somewhere around there. Next game, <laughs> you're, buy, you're buying points now. Florida State's just gonna be waiting for Greensboro. They're gonna be packing their bags and uh, they're gonna win by like six, something like that. All right, mm. next game, Pitt Clemson. I don't really want to do this. So can you just name a team and not go into the rationale? Pitt Pitt doesn't even have a full squad. Clemson. Clemson. Clemson needs Clemson. it. Clemson, Clemson, Clemson needs Clemson. it. We don't even know what the line is, so let's uh, do it. Yeah, I, I do think Clemson matter. needs Ten. that one. Just a little reinforcement yeah. to uh, yeah, they need make sure everybody knows that the five-game winning streak was nothing, uh, was not anything to scoff at. So Virginia at Louisville. Oh, uh, we've seen so many anniversary videos of the 2019 collapse or miracle. Where Virginia scored what five points in uh, point seven point seconds, I don't, something like that. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I miss those videos. I I like Virginia here. Um, I'll, I'll just say if it's three or four um, by Virginia, which I assume it would be around there, um, I would. T- I'll take Virginia anywhere five plus or five or less. I think it's going to be a one to two point line. You think it's going to be that low? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh. Gosh, yeah. I mean, I I like what Louisville has. You know, I like Malik Williams coming back. I like Carly Jones. No, obviously, Ma- but... Malik Williams is gone actually for the year. Sorry to break that. Oh, to did you. he get just get hurt? I saw him on the yeah, bench. Yeah, he's recently. gone. No, did he's he gone. It's over, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna go with Louisville, Taylor. I'm gonna go with Louisville too. Yeah, it. You take teams with must-win games at home, and this is last game of the season at home. Kind of a must-win for them. I'll take Louisville. Okay, you guys are you guys are insane. It's no way. Duke, North Carolina. Sorry, Do I need to look at this ahead. line? <laughs> the Duke Carolina finale at the Smith Center. Let's talk about you it. You guys know, you guys know where I stand. I'm all over the Tar Heels in this one. Do you want another Duke's line? Not, 
Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Duke's not good. I'll say I bet I bet the line. Let me make my own. I mean, I'll just say North Carolina minus. It's at it's at uh, the ding dong. Yeah. Huh? Uh, North Carolina minus. I mean, my line would be North Carolina minus seven or eight, but I bet it's probably minus five. <laughs> I think it's going to be three. Three. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm oh, going no. North Carolina. That's a slam dunk. Do it. Everybody do oh, you it. Stop. You stop it. Oh, you stop. So either Duke has something to gain with from this game because Lenardi says they need three wins, so they need this win and two tournament wins, or they just need to win the tournament. It's one of the two. So I just give me Carolina. Taylor. Give me Duke in the points. Okay. Oh, my gosh. No way. Dude, Luke, you said yourself, uh, K doesn't care about the regular season. He's only in it for the tournament. No way he cares about this. Oh, he's game. trying to get no into way. the tournament, and if he has the Lenardi path of winning this one and winning two, there's a little bit of a case. I'm well, taking yeah. North Carolina. Other games of note. Let's go top 25 for a few fun ones, just for the audience, right? Because deep oh, yeah. down, we really yeah. just yeah. want to we talk about all. college basketball this year. We don't. I mean, I love the league, but it's, it's been March. a tough year. It's March. It's been a tough year. Okay. It should have been an American. We should have done the AAC this year instead of the ACC. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> You know how many text messages, ladies and gentlemen, I get from Mike talking about how the A-10 tournament has started in Richmond and how it's going to start like five months ago. And I said, great. What are you going to do? Like put on your janitor suit and get in there? Dude, I know. You just want the vibes the around one... you or t- around Taylor at least. Okay, Saturday games, other ones in the top 25, Oklahoma State and West Virginia. This is a dandy, ladies and gentlemen. The Mountaineers coming off a heartbreaking loss to the Baylor Bears, who I hold a future ticket for, which really looked better a, m- a month and a half ago compared to where it is now, but I still like it. West Virginia, let's take a look at the line. They're going to be favored by five points against Oklahoma State. Who do you have, Taylor? Quickly. Love both these teams. I'm just going to take Oklahoma State with the points. Ooh, home game, West Virginia. Yeah, I mean, West Virginia is probably going to wax them. I take it back. West Virginia is a national championship uh, competitor. Oklahoma State's not. Despite Kate Cunningham, I mean, I'll I'll take West Virginia all day on that. Okay, another marquee matchup. It is a dandy, and it's the hottest team in the country against a team who is slipping. Is that a spot where you take the team who's slipping? I'm talking about Ohio State and Illinois from Columbus. It's a one-point line. I think it's going to be a pick. So let's just call it a pick we're assuming AIO's playing. Is that bad for Illinois right now? Oh, did I say that? Yeah. Did I did I say that? <laughs> I might have. Give me Illinois. Um, I'm not betting against this team right now. I'm sorry. I can't do it. It's actually a good matchup for Illinois, all things considered. Yeah. They've got the perimeter guys who can get out on the Ohio State guards and you know, Kofi in the interior, that's going to be a monster matchup. That's yeah. like Godzilla and King Kong in there, right? No, yeah. I mean, if there's anything I learned from watching like Michigan play them, Ohio State and stuff, it's like if you can limit Liddell, it it really limits the opportunities of what Ohio State can do on offense what? at all. Talk and about I think the- Coburn can do that. I think Coburn can totally do that. He, he was is great like on defense and he doesn't he's good at like not getting too many fouls sometimes sometimes i I like that matchup i'll take illinois ej liddell versus kofi coburn that is um godzilla king kong and we don't even need to go to the theater mike who do you have (laughs) give me cj walker man the florida state transfer oh you hipster i'll take ohio state all day i think they're the better team overall 
You're such a hipster. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll a lot of one. people are going to be look. Obviously, we'll it's only a one point game. It's at home for Ohio State. Big deal. Yeah, they, they win the coaching matchup too, man. You know, I like Ohio State. I'm trying to find one mid major game just so Mike can uh, be played off with the music. I'm really searching for it on Saturday. Ugh, it's tough. Oh, there's not, there's not a single one. You could just why you could just fade us out with a swan song to Wright State. No, Wright no. State. Up really twenty six. Six minutes left. Loud and love and fade away from uh loud and love crying on the bench, probably. I didn't even watch the game, but gosh, what a heartbreaking loss to Milwaukee. I can't believe it. It's so sad. They deserve to be at the tournament. And one of these trash power five teams does not. So I'm gonna leave it there. Unless you want to talk about the Chattanooga game. Chattanooga, who are they playing? Like Charlotte? Maybe that's a, a good way to play you off. I, I love that you immediately pivot to unless you want to talk about the Chattanooga game. I mean, come on, baby. It's oh hard. Gosh. Let's do it. Let's do it. Now, you know, I didn't even mention in the Mac. I mean, you also have Ohio in the Mac. I mean, come on, man. It's like everything is right. Everything is